What is up, Bitcoiners? It's CK sitting across from my man, Joe Rogers. This was a fun little podcast that Joe did with the man, Ragnar, and they talked everything guns and Bitcoin. Joe, tell us about this conversation. It was a lot of fun. I'm obviously, I'm kind of big into guns and Bitcoin. I spoke at BitBot Boom about it at Kitty and Nina's uh, Underground Citadel conference. And I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole of 3D printing. And to get to talk with Ragnar, he's really passionate about, I guess, the two communities, guns and Bitcoin. So his website, Guns and Bitcoin, is he started doing a podcast last year and he interviewed a ton of people in that 3D gun printing space. And he's kind of pivoted now. He's doing a 3D printing gun and Bitcoin conference called Bear Arms and Bitcoin. It's going to be down in Austin. So it was pretty cool to get to hear his perspective on how the Bitcoiners and the 3D printed gun guys kind of overlap. We have similar kind of ethos and things that we care about. You know, sovereignty is a big deal for both communities, if you will. And it was just neat to get his perspective. I think you should, if you're interested in freedom and sovereignty, this would be a podcast that would interest you. And a conference that might interest you. Let me also tell you about another conference that you might be interested in. That's our conference, the Bitcoin 2021 conference. Bitcoin Magazine and the crew here is trying, we're working hard to put on the best conference that Bitcoiners have been waiting for, that have been dreaming about, and that Bitcoiners deserve. You know, what are some of our top speakers? Michael Saylor, Jack Dorsey, Nick Zabo, Mayor Suarez from Miami. He's going to be speaking at the conference. He's rubber stamped the conference and approved it. You know, I'm hyped. I'm hyped and things, great things are developing every day. Yeah, do you think that Miami's legit Citadel at this point? You know, I think Miami is a great example of, you know, the sovereign individual thesis and all of that playing out, which is huge in kind of like the Bitcoin thesis. So, you know, validation on validation. And I think it's just fitting that Bitcoin 2021 is going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for the conference. I think it's going to be pretty neat to get to go to Bear Arms and Bitcoin. It's April 10th and 11th, and it's going to give me a little shot of adrenaline to roll right into Bitcoin 2021. I'm going to get a little dose of my Bitcoiner love down in Texas, get some good barbecue and shoot some 3D printed guns. That's going to be pretty badass. And then roll right into B21. So I'm, I'm jacked. I'm pumped. And yeah, come see us. So did Ragnar give us a promo code for Guns and Bitcoin or anything like that to show? Or where can people no. find out more about Guns and Bitcoin? Yeah. So I mean, that's the website, gunsandbitcoin.com. I don't have a, a ref link or anything to show. I think the prices are real reasonable. I think it's like 200 bucks for two-day conference. Uh, but I think it's going to be pretty neat because he's got two tracks for people. You're going to have a hands-on track for learning Bitcoin running a node. And then they're also going to have how to 3D print a gun. So it's going to be pretty neat because Bitcoiners can go learn about printing a gun. You already know how to run a node if you're a Bitcoiner, probably. And then for the 3D gun print guys, they can learn about running a node, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Sovereignty one-two punch. And then again, like Joe said, June 4th and 5th for Bitcoin 2021. I hope we're not confusing you guys with shilling both of these conferences at the same time, but go to Guns and Bitcoin, get your tickets for that. Go to Bitcoin 2021, b.cc forward slash conference. Buy your tickets there as well. We're going to sell out for Bitcoin 2021. We have a great promo code for you guys, promo code Satoshi. That's going to save you 10% off of your ticket. And Joe, you kind of have a little hack to maximize savings for, for the, the Bitcoiners out there. Yeah, well, I would say uh, definitely consider loading up your fold card 
and purchase it with that because you get to use that uh, glorious spin wheel, possibly get up to like 3% back on your ticket purchase. So you're going to save 10% with our promo code. Might as well give it a try with your fold card. And I know uh, our friend Jack Mallers, he rolled out some cool partnerships this week. So just to do a little bit of homework and save those precious sats, people. Yeah, guys, Strike is the other way. You use Strike, you scan that QR code over when you pay with Bitcoin, you save 50 bucks on your ticket when you pay with Bitcoin, use promo code Satoshi, save 10%. You know, hey, we are taking the killing when you pay with Bitcoin, but that's how you save the most when you buy these tickets. So just for the listeners, that's a little hack as well. So Fold, Zap, they're trying to help you get some stats back and save on this Bitcoin 2021 ticket. All right, that is like the longest ad shill for the conference I've ever done. Let's get into this podcast with Ragnar about guns and Bitcoin. Hey, welcome back to another Bitcoin Magazine podcast. This is Joe Rogers, and I'm joined today with Ragnar of Guns and Bitcoin. Today, we're going to talk about an upcoming 3D printed gun conference with Bitcoin involved. Yeah, we're just going to talk about the state of the world and see uh, his, his thoughts on things and hear what we should be excited about for the conference. So Ragnar, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Joe. So look. 2020 was absolutely nuts. And I would love, before we get into guns and Bitcoin, like to hear just kind of your two cents on what the heck happened. I follow you on Twitter. It looks like you maybe you have moved locations physically. What's your opinion on the state of the world? What the heck is happening? Yeah, well, personally, for me, 2020 was actually one of my best years. I kind of hate to say that because it was the worst years for a lot of people. It started off a little rough, but it ended up being kind of my best year in a very, very long time. So I think 2020 really accelerated things. I think it really accelerated the direction that we're moving in in terms of you know tyranny from every institution, private and public. It accelerated the big corporations taking over small business, the cooperation with the cooperation between extra national organizations like the World Health Organizations. So it just accelerated everything and mostly in a bad way, but unfortunately in a good way for firearms and for Bitcoin because they became even more important as we've seen with the price of Bitcoin, the adoption of Bitcoin with gun ownership just going through the roof. Those are two indicators of the state of the world. Good for us, bad for kind of the rest of the world. Yeah, I think for me personally, uh, side note, it was one of my best years as well. I I found more community in 2020. Attended my first Bitcoin conference in person, and you know, I feel like overall Bitcoiner sentiment is 2020 added silver linings, and I think it was community. A lot of building happened, and I have been following along the 3D gun printing community, and what a hell of a year for them as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and now into 2021, it, it's it's rare that I say this, but I think it's unstoppable at this point. There's just so many talented designers. They've learned how to communicate and share files. You know, they got kicked off of Keybase finally, and they're still going strong. And maybe they'll be kicked off of what they're on currently, although that'd be a lot harder. So so between the number of designers, between the innovations, and it's not just you know lowers. You know, it's not just magazines. I mean, now you're talking about ignition systems. You know, you're talking about even some gunpowders. You're talking about complete guns. You know, as you know, the FGC nine. I think you and, and maybe it's your wife who made some cool shirts and designs from those. I mean, so besides now, you have full stack, all the whole entire gun with off the shelf parts or DIY. So 
it's it's almost unstoppable. I'm sure there's a way to stop it, but in terms of any technology out there, it's just an absolutely amazing. And it's not just in the U.S. You know, there's guns now in Europe and Canada and Australia and popping up all over the places. So, you know, it's like Bitcoin. It, once once again, you have engineers routing around censorship through technology. Yeah. So, what was it? Have you always been a, a gun enthusiast, or was this something later in life? Well, I, I kind of grew up with guns. My dad always had guns around, but we weren't hunters. I didn't grow up hunting or anything like that. And and I, I got into guns kind of later. He, My dad killed himself and shot himself. And so there's a lot of years where I kind of avoided guns and and didn't really want to get involved. But eventually time time kind of healed some things and got back into it. And, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say like one of those guys who has a hundred guns and I've got garage full of ammo. But, you know, for me, guns are just kind of one more tool that I have along with Bitcoin and, and some other things to try to just live a happy, prosperous, safe life. Yeah, I kind of see the two as super complementary, and mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of along this path of, uh, I know it's kind of cheesy, but the sovereign individual, both mm-hmm. Bitcoin and 3D printed gun technology enable that. That's kind of the way I see it. So I know that you, you spend time in both of those kind of worlds, those communities, what is your opinion on the 3D gun guys? Are they receptive towards Bitcoin or what is your two cents there? That's an interesting question because yes, definitely they are. I mean, they, they have to conduct a lot of their donations and some of their commerce in Bitcoin. And generally they come from the same, you know, mindset. A lot of them are are, you know, tech-minded. But I've also been surprised actually how many aren't conversant with Bitcoin, which is sort of you know, we, we get into our bubble, right? Our Bitcoin bubble, where everyone we talk to pretty much, I think, is is involved in Bitcoin in some way. So I've been kind of surprised on that. But but we've seen adoption grown as censorship has grown with them. They, they've had to learn more about Bitcoin. And, you know, like at our conference firms in Bitcoin, we're going to have a silent auction again this year where donations are going to go to uh, the deterrent suspense designers and, and another uh, Bitcoin nonprofit that we're, we're trying to decide on. But yeah, they're, they're definitely into Bitcoin. And, and in terms of just I think how they differ from I think a lot of kind of the mainstream Bitcoin. They what I like about them is they seem a lot more focused on kind of building and doing, and that's kind of if if you want to have any like standing and respect, you produce, and if you don't produce, then that's fine. You're still learning, but it's based on kind of actions and and work, and less so about being clever. So there might be one or two things we could learn from that. No doubt. It's like meritocracy, you know, right? Yeah. Put yeah. Up or shut up. I also have lurked the Keybase for a long time and now on their new website. And I think it is interesting because over the span of 2020, we saw the overall group get deplatformed. And mm-hmm. then we also saw a couple vendors be deplatformed. And so mm-hmm. they had to uh, ad- adapt. And in some of the cases, it was, you know, spinning up their own BTC pay server. It's pretty fascinating. I see a ton of overlap in ethos. But yeah, I think one thing I've observed is that, well, not everyone who loves guns cares at all about the money that they have. And yeah. on the flip side, not everyone who loves Bitcoin really cares about firearms. Yeah. I think there is a big overlap. Mm-hmm. And I f- see the two technologies as super complimentary because I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was you, but the idea was 
you can't have freedom of speech without the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is what allows you to have the First Amendment. So I see the two just really going hand in hand. Yeah, it's interesting how those amendments are sequential because they really one one protects the other. And and now we're seeing Bitcoin as you know as a as a weapon, like money as a weapon. So it's sort of like we have to update ourselves, especially kind of our parents' generations, grandparents' generations. It's just like we'll come and take it. Like as long as we have our guns, we can protect ourselves and our freedom. And th that's not true anymore, right? Now we've got to do a lot more to protect it. And and guns are insufficient. You, you need Bitcoin and and actually more than that to protect your speech. So we're moving into this world now where weapons or money weapons are files. So the war is now much more digital. And so like a lot of the boomers, we, we, we hate to say boomers, but you know, kind of that generation and, and even generation next, my generation needs to kind of update our reality of, of the necessary, what we need to be you know, autonomous. And so at last year's Barrington Bitcoin conference, I talked about having full stack freedom technology and that means, you know, guns, Bitcoin, that they're necessary, but they're not sufficient. You need more than that. Those are minimum, but you need more than that. And those need to work together. So that's part of kind of my life philosophy, kind of what we're going to talk about the conference. And I'm sure you, you know, just by looking at your background and knowing a little about you, you kind of think the same way. Yeah, I think I think that we do share that belief system. So I, I missed the conference last year. I was in the middle of a move. And I'm, I'm bummed about it because last year was big, big deal for me. I was making community and uh, got my 3D printer set up and started dabbling in the dark arts. Mm -hmm. And I'm real excited to be joining you this year at the conference. So give yeah. uh, the listeners who maybe haven't heard of it, you know, a little bit about the conference itself, where it's located and kind of what the goal of the conference is all about. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you're you're coming out. Bitcoin Magazine, you guys are a partner with us, so really appreciate that. And and um, yeah, so it's Bear Arms and Bitcoin. It's April 10th and 11th in Austin, Texas. It's a day and a half conference. First day is going to be split into two parts. In the morning, we're going to have you know speakers as as would any other conference, kind of maybe more big picture stuff, maybe more philosophical stuff. And then after lunch, we're going to split into two tracks. So we're going to have one dedicated to Bitcoin and one dedicated to guns. And those are gonna be more hands-on, kind of smaller group, kind of a setup. And for the Bitcoin portion, which is what probably most of you know your listeners here are interested in, is gonna be definitely on the privacy side. So we're gonna have, you know, Samurai Wallet is, is one of our Keystone sponsors. So really grateful for them. So a lot of Samurai Wallet stuff, coin joining, um, how to obtain Bitcoin without KYC AML, mining, um, we're going to be talking about mining at home. We're going to be talking about, you know, running your own node, like the Dojo uh, Samurai node. So Bitcoin for us in this conference is going to be very, very privacy, KYC free centric. So I'm I'm hoping that will be a good contribution and a, and a good reason for Bitcoiners to, to come on out. And then again, on Sunday, then we're going to have be at the gun range, a private gun range, and we're going to be just shooting guns, target shooting, just like you would with your friends. And then we're also going to have a 3D gun printing shooting contest. So people are going to be able to shoot their, their DIY guns. And if they you know, win, there's going to be three categories. And each category has a Bitcoin prize. So we're giving away a total of $600 in Bitcoin. So that is that's so really awesome. a good crossover there. Yeah. So did you do two tracks last year as far as... No, no. Last year, we just did a traditional conference where we just had one speaker at a time. And then, you know, we asked for feedback, what people liked and didn't like. And, and the feedback we got was they really wanted to 
get more hands-on, which was kind of my feeling anyways, because it's like, like if you hear a talk about, okay, how to do coin join, and you're like, okay, it's kind of complicated. And if you're not actually like kind of there with your phone or your laptop, and it's like, it's just uh, not as good. So we're like, let's, let's get more hands-on. Awesome. Yeah. Do you think that the 3D gun guys are going to get out of their comfort zone and come over to the Bitcoin track and vice versa? That's a very interesting question. I, I don't know. I think a few stragglers will come over. It probably is going to depend kind of on the topic and the speaker at the time, because we're going to have most of the afternoon. So it's going to be about, you know, like one to four thirty about. So it might depend on, on that, but there, there will be, you know, last year was interesting because the feedback was the people who are new to Bitcoin said, we want like just good basic Bitcoin stuff. And the people who are new to guns kind of said the same thing. So I think there will be some crossover because it's yeah, like, if you already the, know about one thing, why not learn about the other? That's what I was going to say. The, the, yeah. the folks who have, you know, printed their FGC9, they're probably, let's learn about privacy technology. Yeah. I think they're pretty skilled <laughs> at the gun printing. If you can do an FGC9, then you're probably know a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited about that. And I think that this is going to be a, probably a really good time. So how many people are you expecting to show up to this? We'll see. You know, it, it, people like to wait till the very last minute. Like last year, I think yeah. we sold almost 40% of our tickets in the last two weeks. So it's, it's hard to tell. It's not going to be a giant conference, nothing like the Bitcoin Magazine Conference in Miami uh, this summer, nothing like that, but it, it'll be enough to where you'll know some people and you know, a lot, not, not low, know a lot of people. So it should be pretty good. Awesome. So I guess since you, you're into the gun community, can we talk guns here for a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I guess in your mind, 2020, you know, we saw some incredible drops. I don't know if you could highlight maybe some of the most more, I guess, influential or important file drops that happened last year and maybe help us understand, you know, why that's significant and kind of what's on the docket kind of moving forward. Well, I, I think probably what, what you would say, which is the FGC nine, you know, because that's basically for people who don't know, it's a gun that you can make completely from off the shelf parts and from 3d printing. So what that means is, especially in places like Europe and outside of the U S where you simply can't get certain components and you can now make them or put them together. So it's the first real comprehensive DIY gun. Now, now before 3d printing, there's been other, you know, handmade guns, but nothing, nothing like this. So that's probably the big file drop, I would say. But then there, there's so many other ones, right? Like Ivan, the trolls Kalashnikov, which is, you know, AK variant. Uh, that was pretty exciting. And, and something that I always forget that's important are the magazines, you know, like Glock magazines and they're so modular. And, and now like, you know, in California, these other places where you can't have anything more than 10 round magazines and in Europe, magazines sometimes are considered part of the weapon. Like it's not sexy, but, but those, those Glock magazines that I, especially Ivan has worked on, I think have been pretty big ones. Yeah. I, I feel like in previous podcasts, I've heard Ivan speaking on, he kind of highlighted the importance of the magazine, <laughs> which is not sexy, you know, it holds no. bullets, right? Uh, but the amount of engineering that goes into getting cylinders to sit on top of each other and mm -hmm. load properly, mm -hmm. you know, once they got that kind of design cracked, now they can build other components around it. And I think that's kind of what we saw happen in 2020. Yeah, that's a good point. Because once you standardize the magazine, 
then people could then go around that. Because otherwise, if every gun is different in terms of the magazine that accepts, it's, it's a, you know, you got to kind of start all over. So yeah, magazines are important. So you mentioned Ivan's, the Plastikov, right? That was the plastic yeah. 3D printed AK-47 receiver. And mm-hmm. of course the FGC-9. So it's mm-hmm. a semi-automatic nine millimeter gun with off the shelf mm-hmm. parts. That's really exciting. Did you happen to see the uh, recent documentary with Jay Stark? That was put yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, that 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 was quite incredible. Uh, I mean, it just it, he just really shines through his passion and, and his character. I mean, he's 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 one of the greatest living men I think in our time, and I think history will will show that he's when we talk about like the founding fathers and and the sacrifice they made and the risks they took and and the consequences of their actions. I think he's he's up there, and 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 the more you kind of know about him and his situation, the more you realize he's he's. I mean, talk about skin in the game. And and so, yeah, that I did see that documentary. For the listeners, it's called Plastic Defense. It's put out by a um, publication called Popular Front. And it's really uh, well done. It's about a 30-minute documentary. And it's literally an unbiased look at 3D printing with Jay Stark, the creator of the FGC-9 from deep somewhere in uh, gun control Europe. And highly recommend if you're interested in anything that me and Ragnar are talking about, this would probably be something that you would be interested in. So I, I, after I was watching that documentary, you could almost, you could definitely feel the passion. It almost felt like pain. I don't know his full background, but uh, you can definitely just feel how passionate and sincere he is and how much, you know, the second amendment means to him. It's crazy to see such a patriot over in the middle of Europe. Oh, oh yeah, there's there's been many conversations about how we can get him over to the US and make him a citizen, and, and it's like, well, we're gonna need to to find someone to volunteer to marry him <laughs> to get that, and there's there's not a lot of eligible single women, you know, who 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 we have who would, could step up for that, and and some other things. So I'm hoping he he finds a way over here. I, I wish I could, you know, hire him under you know like a visa and stuff, but it just doesn't work for me right now. But Hopefully he'll get over here, but hey, he's got a lot of work to do in Europe. So yeah, I'm with you. I think he's definitely moving the the conversation and the ball forward in that front. So one of the things that I, I've noticed about you in the past is you've been really big on adversarial thinking, <laughs> and you haven't always had the most popular points of view on Bitcoin Twitter. I think one of them that I definitely align with you on is circular economy, and I would love to get your two cents on. Do you think that we're moving the ball forward on circular economy? And is that something that you're still passionate about? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think it is moving forward incrementally, person by person, little business by little business. And I I think a lot of people get mad, I think, when I've talked about it. But people like you and Brian Harrington and and a lot of others get it. And I, I think part of the misunderstanding comes from first understanding the scale. They don't understand that we're not talking about a nation state level economy, right? Like, but we're not we're talking about replacing the entire economy. And, and they don't understand it's not about buying coffee from Starbucks. What we're talking about is having a comprehensive mini economy where there's enough commerce so that it is a parallel system to the one that involves central banks and third parties and surveillance and censorship. So it's, it's enough of businesses and individuals, you know, paying for services and products in Bitcoin for it to be able to be censorship resistant enough and make a living 
in Bitcoin. That's, that's the ultimate goal, right? With the circular economy is for businesses and individuals to support themselves financially with Bitcoin. Because if, if we talk about the deplatforming and, and all that, it, where it really hurts is in the money, right? They, they call your employer, they cut off your PayPal account. You know, if they just call you names on Twitter, like most of us can just put up with that. But it's when they cut off your money and your jobs that that's where you're, it destroys lives. It's destroyed lives before. And so that's where I, I think people who are trying to understand this concept of a Bitcoin circular economy need to understand is that's what we're doing. And kind of a way to think about it is like the Amish, right? The Amish, you can't deplatform an Amish person. Why? Because <laughs> they make their own money, right? They, 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 they farm, they bake, they put up barns. And so they can't be deplatformed because they have their own monetary sort of economy. And so that could be something similar we can do with Bitcoin. Now, I, you know, I'm sure as, as you know of experience, the big opposition is, well, why would I spend my Bitcoin? Like, you know, why, why are you Roger Veer 2.0? Like, right? Like, why, why would we do that? And it's the wrong way to think about it. It's not about spending. It's about building. When you pay with Bitcoin, you're, you're building it. And hey, you don't, we don't have to pay with Bitcoin all the time. I don't. I pay with a credit card and, and uh, PayPal sometimes. It just makes more sense. And I just feel like it. But I think we can move the needle by, hey, you know, maybe half your, your, your payments can be in Bitcoin. Maybe a Bitcoin conference, you can pay in Bitcoin. You know, you could even think of it as a donation. If you're that greedy and, and you have hodl mania, hodl monomania to that, that extent, you could, hey, just do it once, $20, $100. And that, that's all it takes. And now people are able, people, people are able to uh, have a career in, in Bitcoin, actually. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I recently interviewed Isaiah Jackson, and he wrote Bitcoin in Black America. And I read through his book, and one of the things that he talks about is the community aspect. And he, one of the things that he highlighted was the Black community specifically, keeping money within the community. And mm -hmm. the Black community in America in 2021 does not do a good job of it. Uh, but if you look at other minority communities um, around the U.S., like the Jewish community and the Chinese community, Italian-American mm -hmm. community, the money circulates within that community. And it props, it builds everyone up. It makes everyone better off. Mm -hmm. So one of the key themes there, it's right in alignment with what you're saying. As Bitcoiners, we should coordinate and work together and keep Bitcoin circulating within the community. And, you know, I think that Hodl, monomo, hodl mania, holding yeah. on to your Bitcoin is—it's a real thing, and yeah. I'm sympathetic to people's point of view. Yeah. Um, but I also believe in spending this with other Bitcoiners, and I'm real excited about you know what Jack Mallers is building because it doesn't make it as painful. You know, I'm, I'm converting my dirty fiat immediately into Bitcoin, and now I'm getting that Bitcoin into people's hands who I care about. Yeah. And, and so the, the, if we could just do a little by little, it's, it's fine. We're not going to do it overnight. And, and even people, and hey, it also helps people obtain Bitcoin without going through KYC AML services. And, and so whether it's something like, you know, you have a full large size business, you know, like the gift cards, um, they're full Bitcoin or like a samurai wallet, or maybe you just, you know, occasionally you make some artwork or you put together guides and you accept Bitcoin or you, you have a book, whatever it is, like, over time, as, as the price of Bitcoin goes up, like your little side gig that you didn't think was much, well, fast forward four or five years, you know, that's, that's what I've learned. So it, it, it also helps people earn Bitcoin and get away from KYC AML. I mean, and KYC AML is the most ignored 
evil in Bitcoin that that there is. And so circular economy definitely helps to solve that issue. Yeah, I think that that's something that, oh man, what a deep conversation just talking about KYC, AML and all the different you know, techniques that are being built to help, you know, preserve privacy for Bitcoiners. And yeah. I guess my, my message to listeners would be that, they, you know, there's no easy button on this yeah. and it's constantly evolving. And thankfully there's some really smart developers out there trying to uh, move the ball forward as far as technology and privacy solutions um, to address this. But I guess another thing that I'm excited about is getting together at uh, guns and Bitcoin, but I want to get some hands on some guns. So going back to the gun conference itself, will I guess attendees have a chance to get hands on with any of these, you know? Oh yeah. Creations? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, and that's what I'm looking forward to too. Cause you only have a certain limited number of guns. So, but stepping back. So on Saturday, we are going to have a, a like an yeah. intro to shooting gun and safety class for people who are completely new, never picked up a gun Saturday afternoon. We'll, we'll have a class for you guys so that on Sunday, when you come to the range, you're not completely fumbling around. So yeah, there's going to be, you know, last year will probably be the same like this year. People bring their own guns. I'm bringing a couple myself. People are pretty generous. And so you could go walk around and just see what people are shooting and, and see if you could try it. And there'll be a couple guns for rent as well. So there'll be everything, handguns, rifles, even shotguns. I mean, there'll be everything there and obviously some 3D printed guns. And that's just part of the fun is just seeing what's there. And yeah, I think that the funnest gun that I shot last year was this what do you call it? It's a, it's a Henry rifle. So it's, it's, it's one, it's a lever action that brave the world Julia Toriansky had. And it was this beautiful, I had this gray wood stock and I, and, and I got in trouble with the range officer. Cause I actually, I was fiddling around with it, kind of being a kook with it. And I pointed it down like at my foot. And so he kind of comes over and is like, okay, don't point the gun like at your foot. It's just <laughs> like forever a beginner. So yeah. So Joe, yeah, there'll be plenty of guns to try out. It'll be fun. It's going to be exciting. I've been following a couple of the creators and I keep seeing this one. It's uh, like an electronic feed. Yeah. What is that all about? Yeah. So that's Suckboy Tony is his name. He's it's kind of a funny name. But he's actually pretty a sophisticated, funny guy. So he's a civil engineering student. So what he's doing is as a new way to... So normally in a typical bullet, you have a, a primer and you have gunpowder and, and the hammer strikes and lights the fire and it pushes the bullet out, explodes. So instead of doing it that way with gunpowder, his, his idea is, is with electronic ignition. So he has, I think it's a little battery, a couple of batteries. And then I think he's using fiberglass or steel wool that is actually what kind of catches on fire. And so it's it's very, very interesting how he's doing it. It's got some advantages, like it, it gets around some supply chain issues or, or obtaining some ammunition. And also interesting enough, because it, it doesn't require like, no, it might mess this up, but it, it can be a smoother action because it, it's electronic rather than maybe force. So I'm really looking forward to, to having his gun there. Hopefully I can shoot it. We'll see if it'll let me. <laughs> Are there going to be uh, merchants or vendors there? Are there anything for sale there? Yeah. So we're going to have, you know, we're going to have vendors, exhibitor tables on Saturday. They'll have their own room. You know, like we have our sponsors, like DefCAD will be there. Samurai Watt will be there and we'll, a bunch more. And then Sunday, hopefully we'll have a couple of vendors there with, with some tables set up. So yeah, there'll be, be, be people you could go and spend your Bitcoin with or Fiat with. It's That's part of the fun part is just kind of walking around and, Picking up free stickers and breath mints and t-shirts. <laughs> Is our friend Cody Wilson going to be there? We'll see. 
I saw him recently on a, a YouTube video and uh, I was excited that he might be making his way back out into the public eye. So uh, I know that he's, uh, for any listeners out there, he is, uh, you know, listed on the Nakamoto Institute. So longtime friends and Bitcoiner with uh, Pierre and Michael Goldstein. So yeah, hope, hopefully one day he'll make his way back out into the public eye. Yeah. Anyway, I think that, you know, this about wraps up all of my questions. I'm, I'm super excited for this. I don't, I don't know. Do you have any kind of uh, parting words for Bitcoiners out there that, you know, might want to start getting into 3D printed gun technology? Well, I would just say, you know, go to deterrencedispense.com and they've got a matrix chat and just start reading. There's a couple of guides out there. Jay Stark has a guide. Control Pew has a guide. It's pretty comprehensive just how to, how to get started. So before you start asking beginner questions to busy people, you know, read read the guides and, and watch the video. And and I'll ask you, like, how did you, how's your journey with getting started at? What was the learning curve? For me, it one of the hardest things was assembling the 3D printer because it came from China yeah. in a box, in all parts. And I built a lot of Legos as a kid and I like yeah. to tinker and I got it built in a couple hours thanks to the power of YouTube with a good tutorial. Yeah. And it, it worked. And then I, I downloaded the, the Baby Yoda file from Thingiverse and it printed. And I was blown yeah. away. I can't believe that you just click print and then something comes out on the other end. So my experience with, you know, 3D printing gun parts has been, I would say, a very good one. It's it's a lot of fun, I would say, 3D printing because it doesn't always work the first time. So it's trial and error. I do feel like it's a bit of an art form for some of these uh, lesser expensive printers because it takes a little, you have to know your printer. You got to know the touch and how to tune it and tweak it. And uh, whenever, you know, a final product comes out and it's a clean print, it's the specs and it works with the other components. It's a, it's a really cool feeling. So I would, I would probably put it up there with building a Bitcoin node or, you know, mm-hmm. building some kind of application, but this is all physical. It's cool because it mixes the physical and the digital world because you start with a file and then on the other side comes out something physical that you can hold. Yeah. And it's almost like a Bitcoin hardware wallet where you get to kind of play with the buttons and, and dink around with it. And it's a device, but it's digital. Like it's, it's kind of a lot of fun. Sometimes it's sort of headaches when things can go wrong, but, but yeah, well, I, I hope you bring one of your creations to the conference. If you can, if not, then just show your skills off. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, my wind chimes show up before then. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wind chimes. Yep. Yeah. Ragnar, thank you so much for your time. I am personally pumped. I will be there in attendance. One of my partners here at Bitcoin Magazine is going to join me and I'm bringing the missus as well. So we're going to have some ladies in attendance there. I'm looking forward to it. And thanks again for all your time. Thanks for having me on the show, Joe. All right. Take care. All right. So what do you think? Is there overlap between guns and Bitcoin? I've witnessed similar ethos in both communities, and I think both are working towards the greater goal of self-sovereignty. If you want to learn more about 3D printing technology, I've put together a handy page at guns.team. It includes many links to the resources we discussed. The Bear Arms and Bitcoin Conference is going to be an awesome way to merge the two groups. My instincts tell me there's going to be a bunch of Bitcoiners walking away from the conference with a 3D printer on order and a bunch of rogue gun enthusiasts with Bitcoin wallets in their pockets. Bear Arms and Bitcoin is April 10th and 11th in Austin, Texas. Get your tickets at gunsandbitcoin.com and be sure to follow Ragnar on Twitter at Ragnarly. 
and tell him you heard him on the pod. I hope to see you in Austin. Until next time, stay sovereign. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research.